Hey, hey y'all, I'm Miley. And I'm Dawson. And welcome back to the Dancers Choice Podcast. Here we um, are. Okay, um, so what is our topic for this week, Riley? Well, first of all, the benefits of cross-training. Cross-training as a dancer. And then also going to share some ways that we like to find movement outside of dance. So that's the topic of the week. You know, kind of stepping into the whole, should I be cross-training? How do I cross-train? What should I do? the healthy ways to do so because um, it can be very overwhelming as a dancer so we're gonna hear and just share what we did share what helps for us or what hasn't helped and Dawson has done plenty of research over the years so she's gonna take the wheel <laughs> I have done a lot of research I for my kinesiology class my sophomore year of college I actually wrote a nine-page paper on the why cross-training as a dancer is important and the benefits of it so She's coming with receipts. She's coming with research. <laughs> she knows what she's talking about today. Educated um, woman. Very educated. So everything here is all research-based information. Um, a lot of really good benefits. Um, personally, for both Riley and I, we love doing things involving in the fitness industry, like going to the gym yes. and weightlifting, strength training, pure bar, classes, Pilates, yoga, the whole nine yards. Um, so we've dabbled in different, um, uh, places Areas, to try yeah. and cross train, found what works, what doesn't work, what we like, what we don't like. So we're here to share that with you and yeah. also share some really important research that a lot of people don't really talk about in the dance industry. So exactly. get started. Um, so basically, <laughs> um, the importance of cross training as a dancer, I, first and foremost, believe the importance of it because it not only aids in preventing injury, um, but it boosts your strength and flexibility and it improves your overall fitness and health. Um, so then I did do some research on those three individual topics. And most importantly, like we need to address the whole dancers as athletes because a lot of people don't really see that. Um, and that was like my first topic in the paper is like dancers are athletes, athletes cross train outside of their sport of expertise. You know, um, a lot of football players will swim. A lot of swimmers will weightlift. They do a lot of cross training things um, in order to get the cardiovascular strength up, but also help improve their endurance and their overall stamina while doing their sport um and so dancers should oh my god there is a bug in here <laughs> dancers should be doing the same thing because our bodies are doing a lot of physical things and we are using our bodies to produce these incredible movements and when we're in our quote-unquote off season when you're not necessarily training as much or you're just taking a small break from it like you can still be working those muscles to allow yourself to come back and not have like lost any of your flexibility or your progress or your um, muscle buildup and all of that. Yeah. Um, but most importantly, like as dancers, like injury is the biggest concern that everyone has. You know, it's super, super easy to get injured if you don't warm up properly, um, you don't cool down properly, or, you know, you were just really investing your body into it and then you throw yourself to do some trick that you saw on Instagram and then you end up like <laughs> in the ankle or you're tearing your ACL or 
the whole nine yards. Um, yeah, it's um, it's yes. more injury prevention by cross training and just like defining cross training as it is. You're like, oh, I hear, it. I don't know what it is, but it's like being like active in another role outside of your sport. So like the cross training would be I dance, but then I like Austin's been saying I weightlift or I go run to help build endurance. And there's like three other there's three main types of cross training being a aerobic B strength or C like flexibility and stretching. So it's also really nice that you can kind of reevaluate where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and then apply your cross training program to, you know, kind of filling in those weaker spots, but also, you know, building more muscle in your strong spots for dance to just continue to up your performance. And like Dawson said a million times, like, being able to prevent injuries and let's say you have a past injury to keep up with that so it doesn't return um if you have like i've always had like ankle issues so a lot of mobility work and strength-based training the sun is blaring in my eyes right now i love it but i'm not here for it (laughs) thanks golden hour (laughs) Uh, but uh Gosh, what I was saying, oh, strength-based training to help build bone density so that way, you know, you don't put your body at risk of breaking bones when you start getting into more advanced lifts or more advanced um, performances or just simply being on your feet, you know, the long 12-hour rehearsal days. So it's just there's a lot of benefit that does come from it and being able to find what works best for you is obviously the way to go because not everyone has the same goals. Not everyone has the same weaknesses, the same strengths. So maybe you're like, I really want to work on my endurance and my stamina. Taking on more running and cardio focused is definitely going to help your performance goals. Um, I think we'll get more into that later in the episode, but just wanted to kind of step in there and focus on aerobic cross-training, strength cross-training and stretching flexibility cross-training as well. Okay, so when we talk about, like, injury prevention and all of that stuff, cross-training is in super, super, super important. And some of the research that I found that supports this is, as we all know, as dancers, we're not going to be, you know, equal on both sides. Like, everyone's going to have, um, like, a stronger right side, a stronger left side. Like, your turns going to the right are going to be stronger than your turns going to the left, or you prefer the left side for your leg or your tilts or your jumps or all of that stuff. We always have a side that we prefer in kind of favor and it's great and everything, but it's almost like we're doing a disservice to the other side and teachers always are like, okay, well we have to go cross the floor on the other side because we have to train that side just as much as we train Mm -hmm. our good right side. Like most dancers have a really good right side. Um, But, you know, even though you are going across the floor or doing those tricks or, technique on the other side it's still not like working those muscles in the same way because they're still a lot weaker um but I did find research that you know cross training can help to work on um kind of evening out those muscle imbalances so like I could have a really strong right leg um for my turns and everything but my left leg isn't as strong and I can go to the gym and weight lift or strength train a little bit more on that left side to kind of help um, alleviate that muscle imbalance that I'm having. And in turn, kind of getting rid of those muscle imbalances will allow you to prevent injuries going down the road. So that was like one of the things that I saw and I was like, ah, like working on the balance of strength and stability helps prevent one muscle group from pulling on the natural alignment of the body as well as preventing pulls and tears of the muscle. 
that are caused by one muscle creating more force than the other. And that was from the injury prevention from cross training from one of the articles that I found from my paper. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to reel back in. Let's take a step away from the benefits. We know injury prevention and injury you know, recovery is great. Being able to work muscles that you don't use on a daily basis to help increase your strength and performance at the end of the day. But what has worked for you and what has worked for me and what might work for someone else is not the same. So me and Dawson are just going to share some things that, you know, we enjoy. Um, I think it's also important that yes, cross training is here for performance, but it's also just to, you know, allow your body to move outside of dance is you know, has mental benefits as well. Um, so yeah, we're big gym girlies. I think the biggest thing for me is when wasn't doing the best, like with female health and stuff, my bone density was getting really low. So strength-based training was something great to help me just increase that and help keep my body like nice and strong to be able to endure the really long dance days. Um, hot girl walks do not get enough attention as far as just like dancers being able to like take an active recovery day. I know it's like, doesn't seem like it's a workout, but just being able to like, you know, when your body feels super stiff from like a long day of rehearsals, taking active rest days to be able to go take care of that. I'm not the biggest yoga Pilates girl. However, I do am not naturally flexible. So I will say I'm a fan of those on the days where like, like once a week to be able to increase like my body's reach of motion. I know Dawson has some other opinions on that. Jump on in. <laughs> on um, Pilates and yoga. Yeah. Or just like what you like to do. That's oh, kind of my okay. take. <laughs> Um, so (laughs) as far as stuff that I really like, um, as Riley said, I'm really, like, we're both gym girls. Um, I have been loving going to the gym. Um, I had to take a step away from it for a little bit just for my own, like, health benefits and stuff because, um, as much as I love the gym, it did end up becoming an unhealthy obsession, of like of mine. So I did have to take mm-hmm. a step away from Been it. There. But once I was able to um, recover and get back to the mental and physical state that I needed to be in, I uh, found my love for it again. And then when I went on the cruise ship, I kind of wasn't really doing it a lot because I just didn't have the time to do it. And we were, you know, like the gym on a cruise ship is not what like your your typical gym is going to be like on land. I mean, you've got like all your basic sure. stuff, but like it, it does the job what it needs when it needs to. But like, I'm not going to be like squatting 145 pounds in the cruise ship gym. Like there's just not even a squat rack, at least on the ship that I was on. Um, so when I was on the cruise ship, I kind of like stuck to more uh, running. I found running I loved. I wow. That's where I found my, my love for running, which was super because I hated running my whole life. And then I started running on the cruise ship on the treadmill and I loved it. And I signed up for a 5k when I was on the ship for when I got off. Oh, yeah, you on did. Land. And I ran a 5k and I actually ran uh, five, I ran the 5k in under 30 minutes, which was like my my goal. And I think I placed like number 49 out of like everyone and like number seven out of the girls. I was like, 
my God, guys, this is my first 5K. Like, this is crazy. Um, so I love running. I haven't ran in a while, but I do still love it. And I'll do it when I'm, like, feeling super strong and super energized. Um, yeah. But as far as stuff right now, I'm really in my gym girl era. Um, muscle mommy over here. Like, I love being in the gym. I go to this super big bodybuilder gym and everyone there is probably like hopped up on steroids. I am not, but I love like standing next to like the really jacked guys, their veins are popping out. And I'm over there with like my 10 pounds. I'm like, and they're over there with like 45 pounds. They're like, and I'm like, I just feel like I'm so strong. Like I love just, it's just so, it's just so fun. Like I feel like, yeah, it's just great. So I love weightlifting um and strength training it it definitely has evolved in the gym for me for a while but now I feel like I'm on like a really good regimen of just kind of implementing strength and weight training rather than doing a lot of HIIT workouts which I used to do back in the day and now I'm kind of like in my era of building lean muscle mass rather than trying to like work out um, and burn the most amount of calories, which that's what I used to do with the HIIT workouts. Yeah. And my body really didn't like it. And I was super inflamed all the time. So, <laughs> and I think that's something to make note of too. And I want to try and like hold off this note, but knowing like when you do cross train, we've talked about this in so many other episodes, but making sure like what you're doing is coming from a positive intention and a healthy intention. And there's like, I'll just say this one now, but when you are cross training, I found that it's the most helpful when my mindset is performance rather than physique. And yes, it's okay to have physique goals. I'm not saying that that's something like we should like shun and like not allow in, like it's going to happen. We're human. Like we're going to have physique goals. But when that is your main priority 24 seven, it's going to start taking, I've at least from personal experience, I've realized it takes a toll so much as soon as I step into a dance studio. And applying this all back to dance training as well. When I'm, you know, going to the gym, I was always my like happiest or always felt that my performance was actually doing better when I was focused on like, okay, how strong can I feel rather than like how many calories can I burn or to take it even a step further. Like I feel like my best workouts happen when I'm not wearing an Apple watch or a fitness tracker. Cause I'm just like in tune with my body going to go as long or as short as I want to like focusing on, you know, how much am I lifting or how far am I like running? Actually, I rarely run. I will say I'm not a runner. I would love to be that, but that's not me. So like, that's an example, but it's not for everyone. Um, exhibit just another example that like what works for me may not work for you or what works for someone else. Like we all have very different bodies. Our bodies are crazy cool. So just kind of acknowledging like, what does your body need? And like sitting down and writing down like a list of goals or even just like a list of, you know, maybe some of your muscular weaknesses or performance weaknesses. Like for me, I always knew like my lower abs, lower core, I always needed to work more on. When I started doing pure bar more and like more group fitness, I realized like, oh, I'm no longer grabbing my hip flexors because my core is strong. Or I can like stand up like straighter leg on my pirouettes because I've activated like my glutes rather than grabbing for my quads because I was always quad dominant. So little things like that, like trying to sit down and be like aware of your body, like what little parts do you want to work at or what do you think can be made stronger and kind of go from there. And it's also fun to give variety just so you don't get like burnt out. And I think 
kind of like Dawson was saying earlier, how like she's not in a running phase right now. She's in her gym girl era. Like you're going to go in waves. You're not going to like the same thing all the time. So it's okay if, you know, right now I feel like I'm struggling to get into the gym, but it's also because I don't, you know, right now I just don't have access to one. So it's just my home gym. So I'm going towards a lot more cardio right now or group fitness classes. And I'm like, I know here in a few months, I'll totally like do a 180 and it's just going to be like gym girl strength training era and I'll want nothing to do with cardio. So also just being gracious with yourself that if it changes and if you're, you know, what you want to do changes or you get new goals and you want to work on something else, like it's never going to be the same thing 24 seven. So you might see people posting, oh, I'm, you know, doing hit workouts or Pilates and you're like, I have zero desire to do any of that. It's okay. You don't have to be doing what the fitness influencers are. You know, there's a lot of different things that work. It's not just like one thing fits all. Um, so yeah, like Riley was saying about all those different things, like it is really important to know what your body needs and also find what feeds your soul in terms of movement. Yes. Um, I know there's a lot of dancers that are also Pilates instructors, yoga instructors, like they have found their love for dance in other forms, like bringing it like, like Riley does, like she teaches pure bar and it's a great combination. And they, what do they describe it as? It's like a combination of like ballet and yoga and like, what is like their yeah, mantra it's like, of but- like what, what it's described as? <laughs> I'm not kicking a coach air coach mode right now. Low impact, high intensity workouts. So you're still working all your major muscle groups to a point of fatigue. It's like body weight work, but then they have so many different formats. So some days it's like functional strength based training. Other days it's more yoga Pilates based. Some days it's a little bit in the middle. Um, so yeah, I never thought I would be someone to be like, you know, cheering on group fitness, introverted person that I am, but I love it. I love it so much. And I was like through getting involved with that as a coach that I actually found my love for teaching and then applied that to dance and then applied the dance to that. So it's just like all the working parts kind of came together, but yeah, you never know until you try it. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, those are some really good like ways if you're not like, or if you're super scared to go step foot into a gym or you just are like weights are just not for me. Like I don't really have any interest in doing that. Pilates is a really good one and yoga is an amazing one. And pure bar, bar classes are amazing. One. You don't even have to go to pure bar, but just bar classes. Yeah, just um, classes in general. Yeah. And honestly, like you don't even need to go to a studio to do any of those, like any of those, like, Pilates studios, yoga studios, like YouTube is popping off with the Pilates Mm -hmm. and the yoga and the bar classes. There's one girl, her name's, the channel's called Move with Nicole. Everyone probably knows her. I love her. And MadFit. Yes, MadFit has amazing stuff. Move with Nicole has amazing stuff. Um, Like you can 100% do (laughs) all these workouts and all these different movements at home and in the comfort of your home by yourself and feel just as great. So don't feel like, Oh my gosh, like I really want to cross train outside, but like I don't have the money to pay for a gym membership or pay for Pilates classes or any of that stuff. Like you can still do them at home for free and they're just as effective. Maybe buy some ankle weights and some like little like five pound weights from Amazon. And like, that's like as much investment as like you really need, Mm -hmm. honestly. So yeah, no, 
that's something I think all dancers can definitely take into account too because I mean, I remember I would go walk to the point and then do a HIIT workout there because I didn't have any like equipment or anything. And I think oftentimes you see, oh, on social media, so-and-so is posting at a really nice gym or has a really cute outfit on. Like, no, you can do your cross training without anything you would do in your living room. We all went through COVID. We all went through the pandemic. We know how to work out at home. So you can, you know, if you're in your college dorm, get a yoga mat, get some small weights. You can still get everything done. Um in the comfort of your home, like Dawson said. And just because, you know, you're seeing some people at like, oh, a group fitness class, I get it. Those are expensive. Like the price adds up. Gym memberships are expensive. So like use the resources you have at your school. Use, you know, your home that you have and you can find ways to get creative and, you know, make it into your own little sanctuary and can still get everything done from there. But yeah, it's not about how it looks as long as it feels good. <laughs> the one other thing I was wanting to say is like, you don't have to be in a gym to be exercising. And like, I think another thing is something as simple as like being active. Like you don't have to be planning out a workout, but to be simply like, Oh, me and my friends, like we're going to play soccer at the park today or like going out playing with like the dog, like, or you guys are going to go for a swim or you're going to go for a hike. Like there's other ways that just because you didn't like hit start workout on your watch doesn't mean that you weren't like active. Yeah. That's like the biggest takeaway is in order to create a healthy relationship with cross training or just doing things outside of dance is like the Apple watch has to be like on the back burner. Like if, if you're constantly like looking at it or um, what is it? They have those, like uh, you can share your, your activity with your friends and see who yes. closes their rings. Like that. No, see I had who to burn the off. most calories and you right. get a trophy like, for I had it. To like turn no, off. I have to, I had to turn off all those like, uh, oh, you're 200 more calories away from your goal today, or you didn't stand up today. Time to stand. I had to turn off all those little notifications on my Apple Watch because I, I was them. like, I, I don't want to be reminded. Like, I don't want to see no. any of it. I had I deleted like the little fitness tracker app on my phone. So I because I found myself like constantly going and looking mm -hmm. just to see like even if I didn't work out today, like how many calories I burned and like, that is just such an unhealthy yeah. way to go about it. So I had to delete all of that. And then I was able to just like enjoy my workout rather than be like, Oh, this workout was so bad today because I only burned like 200 yeah. calories according to my watch. But like, it's not about that. Like I walked out of the gym feeling super great. And just cause my watch said I burned 200 calories, I'm equating how good or bad my workout was to that like now so that is the I biggest takeaway is like don't track anything on your watch on your apple watch if you want to wear your apple watch for notifications and yada 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 sure that's fine but maybe just take a step back from hitting start workout and tracking all of those because mm -hmm. honestly they're not really accurate anyways so I was about to say, how like, accurate is it really? They're extremely inaccurate. So you're honestly looking at a number that they kind of just like pulled from what, you know, whatever yeah, like the AI is telling average. them. Average. Exactly. Because everyone's body is different and everyone's body yeah. burns and uses calories in different manners. So you're never going to actually mm -hmm. know any of that stuff unless you're like standing inside of an anabolic or not anabolic and standing inside of a metabolic <laughs> uh capsule that like tracks like your breath movement and then calculates yeah. that with like your body mass like you're never gonna actually know so just stop equating yeah. all of your workouts to what 
the Apple Watch is telling you because it's extremely inaccurate and it's just going to cause you more frustration than it is going to cause you happiness. Yeah, and I've so. been there so many times where it like gave me anxiety. Like the watch and yes. Fitbit used to be like the biggest driver in what was making me anxious. And it's like if it's controlling you. Like you can't go to a dance class without wearing it. I mean, I know half the times so they say don't wear it anyway. But if you can't go into a dance class without wearing it, or it's like, I hate when I'll hear clients say like, oh shoot, I forgot to start my Apple watch or I forgot my Apple watch. So I guess it doesn't count. Like if it has that much of like a chokehold on your life, like take a week away from it and just see how you feel. Like it's not that you didn't work out because your watch wasn't on or that your watch was on, but you didn't hit start. And so I think it's just all kind of comes back to like having a healthy relationship with exercise while being a dancer and obviously we talked about how the relationship with dance and we'll talk about how the relationship with food but also knowing that like exercise is you know being done in a healthy manner and that it's not like okay I need to make sure that I'm like burning off all the shit I ate on the weekend or I need to make you know I have an event coming up so let me do an extra run or do an extra like lift today or I'm going to stay at the gym an extra hour to make up for it if you're using exercise as a punishment or in a way to earn what you're going to eat, we need to reevaluate. Exercise mm-hmm. and cross training is here to help us get stronger. It's to help us feel good in our body. It's to help us like do crazy cool shit on a day to day basis. And then as a dancer and athlete on top of that, be able to do what we do and have longevity in our bodies. But if we're getting to a point where it's consuming you and exercise to you is being measured by a number every single time you move, take the watch away, take a step back, ask yourself, okay, before you go into the gym, why am I going? Because I have been there before where I'm about to go and I'm like, Riley, turn right back around because you're going in for the wrong reasons. Like you can come back tomorrow when your mind is in the right place and just being, having that self-awareness to know, okay, I'm working out for performance or today, you know, I just really want a good workout. I want to get a sweat and like, just kind of feel, you know, low mood, low energy. I think this will give me enough energy today. Like I'll feel better when I leave the gym, the serotonin boost, the endorphins, all that good stuff. But I've like definitely caught myself before going to the gym. I'm like, nope, I'm getting stuck in my old ways. Like it's just because I had a bad day yesterday. It doesn't mean that I need to go into the gym to make up for it today. So just knowing that the watch doesn't need to control you. The numbers, the calories burned don't need to control you. Little Siri telling you that you didn't get enough steps in today. Like... (laughs) so oh it's so awful it's so, so I'll be going awful. to bed and then I'm taking my watch off and it's like you know if you leave start a 35 brisk 35 minute brisk walk now you'll hit your goals for the day and it's like 10 p.m I'm like no I'm I know going to bed. I'm like I wanted just to lay on my couch and not do anything today like I don't care that I took a thousand steps and those a thousand steps were between walking to my fridge and walking back to my couch and then walking to the bathroom and then walking downstairs to get coffee. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it... No. Okay. It really doesn't. Really does and, like, I'm no, sorry. I don't want to be living a life where, like, this is controlling me. Like, this is telling yeah. me what to do. No. Yeah. Like, my You're activities. bigger than that. Exactly. You are and, like, bigger really, than your in the damn grand scheme Apple Watch. Of it all, it, in the grand scheme of it all, it really doesn't really matter. Like. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't. Because you know what? Important things out there. The numbers go away the next day. Exactly. They reset back to zero. (laughs) And a week from today, you're not going to fucking know what you burned today. You're not going to know how many steps you walked on that one Tuesday, the 29th. Like, no. No. 
No, you're going to be proud of yourself because you did a full pull-up, a.k.a. me. <laughs> I like, still can't have – I still haven't done a pull-up, and that's been, like, my goal for, like, a year now. I just – I don't think I'm – I don't think I have, like, the structure in my back to, like, actually fulfill a pull-up. It's weird, though, because I, I'm, I can – scale the whole rope to do the spanish web in five seconds but for some reason i can't, I yeah, can't do different. a pull up i don't know they're all like Dawson, you can scale that rope in five seconds well, to like get up there and do the spanish web but you can't muscles. do a pull up i'm like i don't know guys i don't know what to tell you you're ha- just be happy that i can get up the rope okay <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay i feel like we talked a lot about we were all over the place okay this is one last thing to end episode. on it's okay. One last thing to end on. I think this will help us. What helped you with cross training while you were in the conservatory? Because our schedules are crazy, right? So you're like, yes. I'm, I'm exhausted by the time the end of the day comes. What worked for you for still being able to get in a few workouts more so for the, like specifically for the cross training purpose? Like what um, helped you with your schedule? Honestly, when I was in the conservatory, I was not in my gym era, like at all. Like I didn't go mm-hmm. to the gym. I didn't weight lift. It just didn't work in my schedule. Um, and I think what ended up working for me was that I started working at Pure Bar. And so I was able to take those classes in the morning before <laughs> classes. I would, there was a yoga studio that opened up and I, I went and took yoga classes there. Um, I implemented a lot of like at home stuff. So when I was like in mm-hmm. my apartment and I felt like I was like, I really want to like just move right now. I don't want to dance, but I want to move. I want to get like a good workout. I want to feel like I want to sweat a little bit. Just I would just go on YouTube yeah. and find um, like I do like a mad fit like workout. Um, like, yeah, that's basically what I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't really go to the gym a lot. They didn't have a gym membership um, and I didn't like the gym at point park no offense to it it's just like wasn't my no, vibe it, it kind of gave me, me a comfy um yeah. super uncomfy and just like dark and dim I don't know it wasn't the vibe for me um that's fair and I would occasionally go to the gym in our apartment building um but it was also really small and there wasn't a lot of equipment to mm-hmm. really use so I would go in there and like I don't know go on the treadmill for a little bit and walk I walked a lot um, it was really very easy to walk it around in downtown Pittsburgh, lots mm-hmm. of spaces to walk. So that was really good. Um, but honestly, just little like 15 minute workout here or like yes. a 20 minute worker here. I mean, you are dancing a lot in the conservatory. Yeah. So if you feel like you still need to do a workout after doing four classes of dance mm-hmm. a day, like you definitely don't, you're doing way more than you need to. Um, Thank so you for that's why that. I really did not work, work out a lot, mm-hmm. um, while I was in the conservatory, but on the weekends, like if I was like, I'm really just itching to like do some movement, it would definitely be an at home workout from YouTube for sure. Yeah. No, I'm glad you said that because I feel like the old me used to think like, oh, the workout didn't count if it wasn't like an hour or more right. when you're in the dance conservatory specifically. Cause I know a lot of like our listeners are mainly from there. So that's why I want to touch on that specifically. A 20 minute workout is all you need. Like just 20 minutes of something, 30 minutes of movement. Like, you know, if you're like, I've been stuck inside all day, I need to get outside. Okay. Go for a 30 minute walk and then go home and stretch. Or just being able to do like 50 minutes of stretching in the morning, maybe do like a 15 minute Pilates, like something small is still just as beneficial 
as an hour and a half workout. Like it doesn't have to be something crazy. And I think I would see a lot of dancers like get done with classes for the day and then go to the gym for two hours. And it's like, your body needs that rest. Your body needs the rest to recover for your muscles to replenish, to have the energy to go at it all again tomorrow and do it the next day and the next day and the next day. So little things definitely helped me as well. And I think, I mean, I know not everyone likes to work, like wake up early, but I did like something like waking up early. Kind of like you said, we would go to the peer bar classes, just something small. It was like 15 minutes yeah. in the morning. still had plenty of time to go eat breakfast and like get ready for great. the dance day. Also did it on like based around my schedule. So, so there were some semesters I didn't do jack shit because it was yeah. ridiculous, like 8 a.m. to 5. But there'd be some semesters where it's like, okay, every Tuesday, Thursday, I only have one dance class. So I would like do a workout in the morning. So just knowing that if your schedule is completely packed, it's okay if you don't get anything in. But if you are wanting to, I hope this episode helps. (laughs) When I was a freshman, there was no time to work out. It was like 8 a.m. in the morning and 4 p.m. at night. And then I would go work at my work-study job afterwards. So like it was it was it was just a constant going. So I didn't go to the gym. I didn't do anything my freshman year. Sophomore year is when I started implementing outside cross training stuff again, like at home things. Um, and then junior and senior year, once my schedule was kind of like not as jam packed, that's when I had the availability to work at a fitness studio um, like your bar and go to those classes. Cause like, yeah, like Tuesday and Thursday where I had maybe one class at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon or in mm-hmm. the mid morning and like yeah. one class. So I'm like, okay, like I've got my morning free. Like I'm not going to sleep in because it's going to ruin my whole schedule. I'm a morning person. I love being up early. So I'm like, yeah, yeah I might as well just like go to this. It's super fun. I got to do it with Riley and another friend, Kelly met some really cool people, worked there for a while. I loved it. It was super fun. Um, and so, yeah, like when you're a freshman, if you're, if you're a freshman listening to this, I just would recommend maybe holding off on trying to fit in yeah. a whole bunch of more mild, stuff. low intensity then. Yeah. I think that's like another thing you can kind of think of. Like it's completely crazy. Like stick to yoga, stick to walk, yeah. stick to yes. chill. Walking, you don't need yoga, to be like busting out a hit workout. Out. Exactly. Like you don't need to be trying to hit your PR with like a chest press. Take care of your body. You've got more time on your schedule. Okay. Yeah. You can try and go for those bigger, heavier, more high intensity things. Exactly. But your body's health has to come first. Yes. Take care of your mind and your body before you try and change it. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, but, um, yeah, I know with social media can be like very overwhelming thinking that like you're supposed to be busting out in the gym 24-7 or, you know, trying to be trained for your ultra marathons and all this shit. Just know that your body, the dancer's body is kind of crazy and we all go through many seasons and life ebbs and flows. So some days you're going to be like on your grind and other days you're just going to be like trying to make sure that your body doesn't fall apart or get injured again. So exactly. hope the episode, I feel like, I hope we found some structure in this, uh, sharing what worked for us, what didn't work for us, the benefits, and just kind of inspired you to find ways to incorporate this in your routine and your training, or maybe take a step back from what you have been doing in your training. Um, just try something new. Yeah. You never know what yeah. will happen. Maybe you'll see some, some more progress by taking a step back. And that's amazing too. You know, we could go Whatever on tangents with that forever. Mm-hmm. That'll be another episode, but that's for another day. <laughs> for another day. 
Okay, I don't have anything else to add. I yeah, I you? think we I think we covered it all. Um, if you liked this episode, you know what to do. Let us know. Leave a five star review on Spotify. On Spotify. <laughs> leave a rating. Leave a review. Follow us on Instagram. Share with your friends. Share with your mom. Share with your dance studio owners. Your dance teachers. Even if you're not a dancer, share it with someone. I mean, there's a lot of people that um, like hearing this information or. They're not dancers, but they just don't know where to start in terms of training or weightlifting or workout classes. Like everyone exactly. can benefit from this. So we are here for you. But yes. um, alrighty. Thanks for following. We appreciate everyone's feedback. As always, if you have an idea for an episode or you just have something to add in, feel free to message us on the Dancer's Choice Podcast Instagram or our own personal ones. Um, the messages that we have been getting, the texts we've been getting are like filling our hearts. We're feeling very uh, supported and we want to thank all of you for that. So we're going to keep sending out episodes, but we like hearing your feedback and your thoughts and your input and what you want to hear. So um, it's continuing to inspire us and give us ideas for episodes. So keep that going. We love y'all. We appreciate you. And yeah, that's it. We'll All see right, you next well, week. We'll <laughs> see you next week on Thursday. Um, and I hope you have an amazing week, everyone. Bye y'all. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye.